0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Yeah, we are right in the in the Christmas fever. It's a wonderful time over here. I just want to make a couple of announcements before we continue. Um, next Sunday, we will only be having the early morning service, eight thirty. And I can see that many of you are not going on holiday, maybe. <laughs> you know, I heard when you have to go to the north, it's not really a holiday. You have to, you have to go and plow the fields. <laughs> Wake up at four in the morning. We'll see who goes. Anyway, so next Sunday we'll only have the 8.30 service for two Sundays. So please make sure that you come early. Otherwise, we'll have to make the men the stand and the ladies will have their seats. Okay, so just remember that. And then on the 24th, it will be, I think it's a Tuesday. Tuesday evening from 6 o'clock till 8 o'clock, we will have Candlelight by Carol's evening, where we (laughs) will (laughs) be... Yeah, that's what I I said. (laughs) (laughs) Fact checkers. (laughs) So Carol's by Candlelight, which means we'll be singing Christmas carols and sharing testimonies and that will be on the 24th and then after that at 8 o'clock you can go home and you know most people open the presents at midnight, others open the presents in the morning Uh, those who don't have presents (laughs) just give hugs (laughs) in the evening and in the morning (laughs) so uh, please join us for that and then we'll also be having a crossover service on the 31st um, into the new year You know, it's so important. God works with time. It's so important where you find yourself at times of transition. Yeah, so don't be in the club on New Year's Eve dancing with demons while you should be celebrating with angels. Amen. So we'll be here prophesying our our New herein, in, declaring things over our lives, over our families. So it's very important that you participate. If you're not going to be here wherever you are, make sure that you don't find yourself holding hands. With the enemy. Amen. Amen. Okay. And then the fasting in the first month of January is critical. I do think that it's important that you prepare yourself as we go into the fast. We're starting on the 5th. Uh, the, the, the global movement will be fasting for one week, but we will be fasting for three weeks. So it will be 21 days of fasting. Uh, some of us will be fasting only on, on, on juice. Others will be fasting uh, what they call um, Ramadan, which is like you wake up at sunrise, you don't eat, sunset, you eat, but between the night (laughs) time. Yeah, so, and there are some who believe that's not a real fast. (laughs) And then uh, others will be on vegetable fast, what they call a Daniel fast. Um, it would be good during that time cut television, cut your social media stuff. You know, it's important that you realize it's fasting and praying, not just diet. Awesome. So uh, today we're continuing with our series, um, uh, Christmas series that we started last week, the gift of Christmas. And the previous week, uh, Pastor Hilma shared specifically on on the gift. And uh, today we'll be speaking about receiving, receiving the gift. The problem that many believers have is not that God has not made available what they need. The difficulty that most believers have is that they don't know how to receive it. They don't know how to receive it. And we'll go through the scriptures to show you Exactly how Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that concerns God's will for your life. There is nothing else that God really needs to do in your life. Everything is in Christ. If you have Him, you have what they call life. The Zoe life. There's different kinds of life in Greek, but this is the God life. It is the life that flows in God and His sons. Even angels don't have this kind of life. And the book of John says that this kind of life is in the Son. And whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Therefore, Christianity is not just another religion. We just have another good practices and good traditions and we go to church and that's Christianity. No, Christianity is a feature of life. So Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men live. And not just live on the natural plane, but live on the supernatural life of God. Amen? And so we'll be dealing today on how to receive. John chapter 1, verse 10. In the beginning it starts, John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. And if you read through the Gospels during this time of Christmas, you will see different differences between what Matthew writes, and what, what Mark writes, and what Luke writes, and then also what John writes. It's because Jesus is dynamic. It's like the four faces of the same person. He comes as a king. He comes... As a servant, he comes as a man, and he comes as God. And those are the dynamics that are shown in the different Gospels. You will see the one of the king, which is Matthew. You will see the lineage going all the way back, showing you the kings in the line of Jesus. And so Jesus is coming on the earth. John 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And the Word became flesh. And the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then in verse 10 it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. Now, this is the problem. It's not that God didn't send help. It's not that God didn't send solutions, but it's the receiving of the solution that is the issue. And the Bible says that Jesus primarily came to the Jew. How many of you here are Jewish or Israelites by descent? You? Don't seem to have the right complexion, but anyway. <laughs> well, apart from that person... Jesus primarily came to the Jew because of the covenant that he had with Israel. Okay? So Jesus was not allowed, the the salvation and the grace was not allowed to go to the Gentiles before it went to the Jews. It says that Jesus was born under the law. To fulfill the law and the prophets. To fulfill the prophecies that we dealt with last Sunday. That were spoken concerning the Messiah. Right? Where he will be born. What he will accomplish. All the names that were assigned to him. And this is the problem that when Jesus arrives on the scene. The Jewish people did not recognize him. And those who knew him, many rejected him. And many times... In our own lives, we know that the word of God tells us that God has made supervision and provision for your life. And yet, you are not enjoying that blessing. And why is that? Because you don't know how to receive it. He came unto his own. And his own did not receive it. And when he came to the Jewish people, you remember... The, the time when Jesus was on the earth doing many miracles, one of the women that came to him, a Syrophoenician woman, she came to him and said, please my daughter is demon possessed. Can you please heal her? Can you help me? And what did Jesus say? It is not good to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Right? Huh? What is Jesus doing there? He's pushing them away because he has to. He's bound by law. Jesus is not just incarnating because of nothing. There are legalities in the realm of the spirit that Jesus is fulfilling. Jesus had to be born as a man in order to rescue mankind. He couldn't do it as God. But the dilemma was that when he comes as a man... There is a problem. The curse is in the seed of the male. And therefore, what happens? He comes born of a virgin. If Jesus was not born of a virgin, we are all still in our sins. We can stop now and go home. This is why these movies coming out that say Jesus... Nonsense. Jesus had to be born of a virgin. Why? Because the, the curse is in the bloodline, is in the seed of Adam. And Jesus starts a new race. Okay? He is, he's carried, he's carried by a woman, but the seed is the seed from the Holy Spirit. Because Mary asked, I am a virgin. Piotis, I don't have to need to explain what a virgin is, because in our generation it might be necessary. what is a virgin that's another message and so Mary tells the angel how can this be since I have not known a man and the angel explains to her and says the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you Right, and you will conceive you will be with child the thing that will be in you will be the holy one You must call him Jesus, Yeshua. It means salvation because he will save his people from their sins. And once the gospel comes, in in Romans 1, uh, uh, Paul says, he says, I'm not ashamed of a gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation for them that believe, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel is revealed the righteousness of God, which is by faith from first to last. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So, the message is coming first to the Jew. So, when it says, he came unto his own, he was born as a Jew. That's why people who say Christianity is a white man's religion, ignorant. If you want to be correct, you must rather say, Christianity is an Asian religion. Because Jesus is not from uh, Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) or Kansas City, or Alabama. Jesus is not from America, or from from London. The Son of God comes from Bethlehem. Bethlehem. (laughs) (laughs) Amen? And plus, the Gospel went first to Africa before it went to Europe and to America. Did you know that? Hmm? Yeah, it went first to Ethiopia. It didn't come through Jan van Riebeek. Many of our African brothers and sisters are in bondage because they have their their history wrong. Anyway, okay, so he came unto his own. His own received him not. So it's possible for Jesus to come to your house, come into your life, and you say, no, thank you. But as many as received him, that word received there in, in the Greek is the word lambano. Lambano, hmm? not lambada. You guys don't know ballroom, okay? <laughs> lambano, lambano, is to receive, but it's to to seize, to take hold of. Right? It's not like receive like this. I come to you, and then I force it down, and then you receive it. No. It is like this. It's presented to you, and then you come and receive it. You see? You see? (laughs) Then you come and receive it. When in doubt, come and receive it. (laughs) Come and receive it. Come and receive it. Yeah. You got to take it. Yeah? You got to appropriate it. You can't wait. I'm just waiting on God. No. Waiting on God ended when Jesus arrived on the sea. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We were waiting on God. And then? He came. And there are Jewish people who are still waiting on God. He is coming again. But he's not coming as a savior. He's coming as a conquering king, as a political ruler. So, as many as received, Lambanoed him. This is why, when we say, you want to give your life to Christ, come. In the first service, we had two people. When I want to give my life to Christ. Okay, come. Do you see? You are not lying in your room. Yeah, I you take hold of it. And when you take hold of it, your life begins to change. You have to live where you are to be where you come to receive. Do you understand? Faith has an action. Do you understand? You are acting your faith on the basis of what you heard. You are receiving. As many as received him, To them he gave power. Power. The Greek word is exousia. Authority. Authority. He gave them authority or the ability to become. To become. We are talking about the gift of, of Christmas. This is the gift. This is the gift. Jesus didn't just come so that we can have a good holiday, a public holiday. No. He came so that the sons of men could receive power to become what? Sons of God. Woo, 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 Wait a minute. Are you saying that Jesus didn't just come for us to be good Christians and to go to church? and to have good behavior? No. Might as well choose another religion. The difference in all of the other religions is this. It's the change in nature. Tell your neighbor, I'm not just a human being. <laughs> I'm an alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is what the Bible says. It says you are pilgrims. You are aliens in the earth. Your citizenship is in heaven. Do you understand? But that's only if you are born again. You don't become part of royal family through membership. Ask Buckingham Palace. You cannot apply. Can I apply to be one of the princes? No, no. <laughs> Arrest him. You have to be born into royal family. You need royal bloodline. This is why we say to you, you must be born again. It's not a Pentecostal church thing. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said to him, you must be born again. Unless if you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus, who was a teacher of the Jewish law, a religious teacher, said to Jesus, how can I be born again when I am old? This is in chapter 3 of John 1. Yeah? When I am old, how can I still be born again? Must I go in my mother's womb and come out? Then Jesus also threw him also on and said, you are a teacher in Israel and you don't know these things. <laughs> He said, Do not be surprised. Marvel not if I tell you, you must tell your neighbor, must. That doesn't sound like an option. I think sometimes you talk to people and you ask them, Are you a Christian? Yes. Then you ask them, Are you born again? No. What does that mean? You are not going, you are going to go to hell as a Christian. (laughs) Yeah. For what? For your ignorance. Whose propaganda is that? The devil's propaganda. He will make you a religious person without being born of God. What does it say here? As many as received him, he gave them power, the ability to become sons of God. God does not just want you to be a normal human being. You must be a divine being. This is the gift. Christ in you. Changing not only your behavior, but your nature. Your nature. Even to them that believed on his name, which were born, look here, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What is he saying there? He's saying it has nothing to do with your parental birth. And many of us love to associate... With our natural family. Because there's some good pedigree in my natural family. We are from the royal whatevers. We are from by whoever. We are from the... Uh, 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 uh. We are chiefs in Africa. We are. Uh, whoever. It doesn't matter. You can be a great royalty on earth and go straight to hell. While Jesus made a way for you not to go there. And yet, when we say, no, we are to be associated with God. When someone says, oh, he's the son of the president. Wow, 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 wow. Be careful. <laughs> when they say, he's the son of God. Yeah, whatever. You see? It shows the ignorance on earth. There is another race on earth. By the way, this thing of, Uh, racism, it's a misnomer. It's a misunderstanding of language. There is not many races. There's only one race. Did you know that? It's called the human race. Don't have the black race, the yellow race, the red race, the race from the north. You don't find such a thing. It's one race. It's called the human race. But now there's another race on earth. It's the sons of God. They are humans who have received a divine spirit in them. Are you getting what I'm saying here? This is the realities and the truth of what Jesus came to bring. He came to make us sons of God, born of God. Born of God. Later on in chapter 3, he begins to explain to Nicodemus, he says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You are in essence and reality, real children of God, born of the Spirit. Because God is not a man, he is a spirit. And if he gives birth to you, he gives birth to spiritual children. Are you with me? Are you with me? And these are the things that you must begin to realize is the gift that we are receiving in Christ. This is what Jesus came to accomplish. Those of you who don't recognize the screen, you are not not supporting the national interests. Or you don't want to show that you haven't paid your TV license. (laughs) (laughs) This year is the sign on the TV when there is no transmission coming from the station. Okay, That means it doesn't matter where you put the antenna. Nothing will come through. Okay? And many believers have this feeling like, where is God? As if God is not transmitting. As if there's nothing coming from God's side. We have to beg him. Beg, beg, beg. Oh God, come and intervene. God, come and do something, Lord. Then you get 12 prayer warriors. 24 prayer warriors. Because the disciples were 12. And then the other, you know, 24. Double prayer warriors. Lord, 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 Lord. As if the Lord is not transmitting. But the Bible says that if God did not spare his own son, he did not spare his only one favorite thing, how he, will he not with him, with the son, also freely give us all things? How? Give us how? Not what? Oh, what How? <laughs> Freely. Freely give us. Tell your neighbor, you've received more than you know. Unpack that gift. It's so important. Step number one. You have to trust the giver. I remember when my parents were doing ministry up in Rundu and we are the cho- uh, the children of the pastor Me and my sisters used to, to sing at the offering you know with 10-year-old 9-year-olds play guitar don't live, don't don't build your house on the sand you learn change and people are giving offering and not And so sometimes there would be people would come to my mom and come and bring cake a proper cake you know just to bless the family and, and or some other food My mom would be like, oh, thank you very much, thank you very much. And we would obviously be in the background like, today we are are eating cake. And then when we get home, my mom would take that cake straight to the trash. (laughs) Why? Why? Because you are busy with spiritual warfare in certain situations. Praise the Lord for praying mothers. Keep you alive. Yeah? can't just eat everything coming from everywhere. Hmm? <laughs> and so you got to trust the giver. If you don't trust the giver, then the cake will end up in the trash. And many times, some people will say, if you ask them, do you trust God? Ask your neighbor. Do you trust God? What, what, what do they say? Do they say yes? Is that their answer? Do you know that the Bible says that naturally you don't trust God? In fact, it says the natural mind is at enmity with God. It's skeptical of God. So if you it doesn't matter, you got born again and all of that, if your mind is not renewed then you will always have in your heart a check with God. Mm -mm. It says, the natural man receives not the things of the spirit because they are spiritually understood. His mind is at enmity. And your neighbor right now, even though he gave their hearts to Christ, if their minds are not renewed to the truth, they don't trust the giver. Oh! This is why you are in church this morning. To hear things that persuade your heart to trust God. Naturally, you move towards unbelief. Just spend enough time with your unsafe friends. Bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. Naturally, you tend. Just spend enough time watching that that show on TV. Reading those nonsense books. Naturally, you tend towards unbelief. And pointing a finger at God. When a situation happens, where was God? Huh? 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 And you might say you don't talk like that out loud. It's in your heart. You're like, no, God is good all the time, but in your heart. I'm here every Sunday, every Sunday in church. What is it doing for me? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? God only answers that guy and that guy and that new girl that used to sleep around with everyone. Now she's getting all the prayers answered. You see? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> John 3 verse 16. It says, "For God so so You know the day you realize how much God loved you personally, your whole life will change. All that depression, suicide nonsense will fly out the window. It's true. Most of the time we, we care so much the love of the world. I remember I was doing a funeral at the, uh, the, the one artist lady that passed away. And I was telling the artists and saying, we are in a, in, a, in a sector, in an industry, where people thrive on the praises of men. And yet God does not know your name. On earth you will receive Golden Globe, Oscar, Grammy, all the others... When you get to hell, the angels are like, "That side. That side. <laughs> you see? Lord. And you know why the hush? Because the sun was sent. The sun was sent from. "Don't put God on notice. I will get born again when I'm 47. Now I want to enjoy my life. OK? OK. Life is like a, it's like a, a, a powder of smoke it's there today, gone tomorrow, then you are living eternity with the consequences of your foul mouth against God. God is merciful to you now we are in the dispensation of grace where God is saying, everyone come, call them, everyone can come home. The son has been sent for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What is everlasting life? It's not just forever, it's the quality of life. It's the God life. It's called Zoe life. Tell your neighbor, I have life. You're not just saying your heart is beating and all. You, what you're saying there is you have an impartation of the life that is in God. Hmm. It says in the same way, Jesus said, in the same way that the Father has life in himself, he has allowed the Son to have life within himself. He's a life-giving spirit. Not just a living being, a life-giving spirit. This is the life. And so God so loved you. God so loved you. God so loved you. He so loved you. And many people, yeah, he loves all of us. No, don't do that. Personalize it. God loves me specially. I'm the one whom Jesus loves affectionately. Apply that to your life like that. First of all, trusting the giver. You must know that God is a good, good father. Let's read here together. Matthew 7 verse 9, one to go. or what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This is Jesus speaking about his dad. And saying, this is what my father is like. He loves to give good things. Many people, many believers have this idea. When things go wrong, let God's will be done. Have you heard that? As if God's will is for your destruction. And when things go good, then they say, yeah, be careful. The devil might be blessing you to pull you away from God. What kind of nonsense is that? (laughs) So all the good things come from the devil. All the bad things come from God. It means that the children are abused. And who put that thought in their head? The devil. Tell your neighbor, God is a good God. You might not understand everything, but God is good to you. In fact, if you have nothing in your life that points to God's goodness... Look at the cross. Look at the cross and begin to discover the the manifold grace that is in there. If you are a son, the Bible says, then you are an heir. An heir. Many of us, there's no one that put us in their will that we will inherit from. But I am an heir of God. A joint heir with Jesus. Now I'm telling you this. If I came this morning to announce everyone here is getting uh, AMG 63, Mercedes Benz, in the color of your desire. What will people do? <sighs> Church was powerful today. <laughs> we received, we received, right? But now I'm telling you that you have inherited all things because of Jesus. You are jointed with Christ. Amen. <laughs> Wake up, yo. Wake up. Look at the right thing. You have been greatly blessed. And this is why the angels are confused. And looking, these guys received so much. Why are they acting like this? They came on the earth on the day that Jesus was born. They came on the earth in multitudes. They said, Glory to God in the highest, and peace and goodwill towards men from God. We know Him. The wrath of God has been stayed because the sun is in the earth. Men can now expect all God's blessings and goodness because the sun went ahead. With him comes all the favor of God. Number one, trust the giver. Trust the giver. Number two, discover and explore the gift. Many times you can receive a gift and then what do you do? you put it by the Christmas tree, and then after that, you put it in a cupboard somewhere and it's gathering dust. Imagine, inside there was a debit card with $200 million. eh? Free from all corrupt connections. (laughs) Free from that. eh? Imagine, for two years, you are struggling. Your children were that year supposed to go to university. You are supposed to, you know, you are walking everywhere. You could have at least bought a a Hilux, you know. Or a Isuzu. <laughs> you could have gotten one of those. But you are walking for what? For nothing. Praying for something that you already received. But what's the issue? It's not that you don't have it. It's that you have not discovered what you have. The word of God says that we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, so that we might know. That know there is become aware, so that we might become aware of what has been freely given to us of God. So one of the keys to knowing the, the, what you have received from God is receiving the Holy Spirit, and speaking in tongues, and enjoying fellowship with God, because then you begin to discover what you have. When, when we say come to church, it's not to waste your time. We are explaining to you things that you have already received. Amen? Amen? And so we've received this power to become sons of God. This is tremendous. Why? When Jesus was on the earth, when Jesus was on the earth, he walked in that way. The Bible says that he he restrained his God side and lived as a man anointed by the Spirit of God. And when the disciples were on on the sea and there was a storm breaking out, these were fishermen, and Jesus was sleeping in the boat. And they came to Jesus and said, how can you sleep? We are dying here, don't you care? And Jesus stood up and didn't say, hold on guys, the Lord is among you, I will, I will do it for you. He looked at them and said, what? Where is your faith? And Peter would have looked at him and said, what do you mean faith? This is water. <laughs> faith has nothing to do with water and storm, water. But you see how we limit faith. We put it on spiritual things. We don't understand that through faith, the worlds were created by the word of God. We have to graduate into that place. The media is pushing through to discredit it. And if you're not in the world, getting a perspective about what God wants you to live as, you're not going to see it. And so, when you look at your neighbor, sometimes we get phone calls from people. And then it's a time when the situation is verbatim. It's an impossible situation, whether it's an incurable disease or something like that. And then they call me, or they'll call Aunt Catherine, or they'll call Pastor Hilma. Why? Why do they call us? Hmm? 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 <laughs> the people murmured among themselves. <laughs> huh? Come on, can I hear one loud one at least? To come and pray for them because we have what? We have faith. Yeah? Because of their lack of faith. Do you know that what I have, you have? Do you know that? Then why do you call me? <laughs> if you are there, you can do what I do. Do you know that what Jesus had, Woo! Do you know that what Jesus had, you have? Then why do you call him? Hey. You remember Peter and John? These were disciples. After they got born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, they were one time going to the temple the, at the hour of prayer. Remember? They were going to church. At the gate called Beautiful. Right? They found a the man asking for alms. Okay? alms for the poor. alms for the poor. He was crippled in his legs for 38 years. 38 years from his mother's womb. Everyone knew it. And then when Peter and John came by, Peter said, look at us. He didn't say, look, let's look up to the Lord. Look at, look at the attitude of a man possessed by the Holy Spirit. He said, look at us. He said, silver and gold I don't have right now. Not we don't have any money because money is evil. We don't have right now. But what I Tell your neighbor, I have something. It was given to me as a gift. That's why I'm different. (laughs) Your neighbor is like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, when you begin to discover these things, the first people who act awkward is your family members. It's like, so-and-so is going to that church now is like different. You know? when we pray for food, it's no longer uh Sienos's father ete, latos verketa, amen huh it's not like that it's in the name of Jesus O <laughs> baba I thank you father for this blessed meal. We remove anything <laughs> yeah then the family is generally oh yeah yeah huh. During the holiday, they call you. Go and call Chris. It's time to eat. Chris, it's time to eat. No, I'm, I'm not eating. I'm fine. That's not when you're fasting. Evening time. Morning time. Hey, open this door. Open this door. Are you okay? What's wrong? Why are you fasting? Is there's food here. We are okay as a family. But you are fasting because you are growing in the things of God. And it disrupts the family. You are different. You are born of God. You are born of God. And you must say this to yourself. When you are in the mirror. Don't say, oh I am so ugly. Don't talk like that. Oh, I have got nothing. When you are walking, when you are... In the process of your getting there. Talk the reality of what you already have. Amen? Amen? Sometimes, especially in the area of finances, guys. It's not God's will for people to be poor. You know that. If you are not sure, ask people who are prostitutes because they are poor. If they would be prostitutes if they had money. And the prostitution happens where? There, where the children are growing up. It's a curse. Is it God's plan? Not at all. But how does it come? The Word of God gives us principles. This is how. It's not just by winning the lottery. That money will go away. You have to do this, then do this. The Word of God is showing you. So, so the gift that we are receiving in Christmas in Christ is the gift of the life of sonship. Are you with me? Is the gift of the life of supernatural sonship. And you know what? Many of us will be at different levels of maturity at this time. But what's God's plan? God's plan is for you to mature. How many of you have children? Raise your hand. How many of you don't mind if those children don't grow from where they are? If they don't grow at the process, at the, at the, if they don't grow at the rate that they should be growing, what will you say? Something is wrong. And will you continue as if nothing's happening? No. But why do we think God is happy with us not growing? No, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Mm-mm. Every year you must be stronger, more, more secure in the things of God, more filled with the truth of God. Issues from 20, 2018 must not be with you 2020. Are you with me? Yeah. And it's something that is already availed to you. Look at the, here, 1 John 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not. Because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Do you see what he's saying here? He's saying you are right now a son of God. But the revelation and the transformation depends on how much of him you see. It says in Corinthians that we behold the glory of God like in a mirror. And we are transformed as we behold the same image that we have inside. We see in the word of God. This is who I am. We are transformed from one level of glory to another level of glory. As by the spirit of the Lord. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It says in Romans 12. Do not be conformed. To the standard of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and see and make happen the will of God. Good, pleasing and perfect will of God. It says do not be conformed but be transformed. That word transformed there means be metamorphosed. It is what happens from a worm to a butterfly. God is looking for the butterfly in you. And you are happy with the worm. 2018, worm. 2019, worm. 2020, well-dressed, worm. It just... And what is the key? Transformation. How? Through the word of God. These things that I'm telling you here, these are divine truths. As you are sitting here, it is working on you. As we are talking right here. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has lavished. Lavished! (laughs) Many times people come, Pastor, please pray so that I can feel the love of God. Feelings have nothing to do with it. Why? Feelings have to do with information. If I come now and I tell you, someone just broke into your house. You are not there, but I'm lying to you. Someone just broke into your house and then they took this and they took that. If you believe me, what will happen immediately? The emotion and the emotion, it's a lie. Nothing in reality has changed. It's just the information. It is causing sleepless nights and everything. Why? Because of the information. Now imagine if I can bring you the right information. What will not cause joy. This is what the angel said. I bring to you tidings, news that will bring great joy. For born unto you is the king in Bethlehem. He came to shepherds. Poor, poor shepherds. And so when we are in church, we are telling you things concerning yourself. So that you stop talking yourself down and cursing your life. And begin to walk in the word of God. And it says, right now, we, when he is revealed, we shall be... The only part of you that still needs to be changed into the God level is your body. But right now, the spirit which you have received from God is the spirit of his son who cries out, Abba, Father. You will never get a new spirit. You are perfect in your spirit. When God looks at you, he sees Christ Jesus. He is pleased with you. But what happens? In your mind and in your emotions and in your body, you ruin that. And what's God's plan? That you will mature into that truth. Amen? I'm telling you, some of you, by this time next year, people will not recognize you. I remember we led a guide to the Lord in our evening service this past uh, couple of uh, months. And then we baptize him. He met some people who, who left the company about three, four years ago. Met him and said, why are you looking so different? Like there's, there's like a piece. What is this? And then he started to tell them, no, I got born again. Haven't been in church for 20 years. Finally, I came to Christ. Of course, things will be different. Tell your neighbor, it's time to Take advantage. 2 Peter chapter 1. Grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Seeing that or because His divine power has granted unto us how many things? How many things? How many things? Pertaining to? Life and? Godliness is not just good behavior. Godliness is the God life. So his divine power has past tense. Tell your neighbor I received something. <laughs> I don't know what yet, but I've received something. Right? And you need to discover that, right? And this is it. Grace, what is grace? Come on, what is grace? Many of you are saying amazing grace, you don't even know what, what it means. Only that it's it sounds sweet. Huh? Undeserved favor. And Undis- unlimited, unmerited favor. It means that it's not mercy. Mercy is you deserve to be punished and we don't punish you. But grace is you deserve to be punished, we don't punish you. And then we come to your house and we buy you a new car. <laughs> we give you a, a, a wife. <laughs> so we're like, huh? Huh? <laughs> the word of God says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, grace is made available to you. And peace is multiplied how? Through? Through what? Knowledge. 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 What you don't know is destroying your life. This is why you are in church this morning. To get knowledge and wisdom and understanding. So that you can walk in the things that are already yours. Everything that pertains to life. And godliness. And you need to talk that way. You know you need to say in the morning, I might not have a car yet, but I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. (laughs) So many young people will not know what, what this device is. Yeah. It's called a radio. You basically turn the knobs on the side to get a frequency of what is transmitted from the radio station. Okay? So now, you know that there are radio waves right here. Huh? You know that. They're right here. You know that there's Wi-Fi right here. Right? For those of you who've got online banking, yeah? For those of you, this is a good analogy. If you've got online banking and there is no internet, you can starve (laughs) with money in the bank. <laughs> do you understand? You can starve with money in the bank. Is it because you don't have money in the bank? No. So the, the grace and blessings of God are available to you. The issue is the tuning in. It's the connection. You don't know where your life is going, what you need to do in a certain situation and all. You need to tune in. And you don't have to wait. I'm, I'm waiting on God. No. No. You don't wait on God to tune the radio. You just tune in whenever you want to tune in. Do you understand? It makes it so simple. You say, no, pastor, you are simplifying this thing. When you are in the hot water, it's a different situation. (laughs) Hot water just keeps you from tuning in. That's what happens when you are in a hectic situation. It's difficult to see straight the tree from from the forest. And so you need someone who is tuned in to say, no, wait a minute, stop that emotion. (laughs) When Jesus came into Jairus' house and said, everyone out, uh, stop crying, she's not dead. And the people started to laugh at the funeral. (laughs) She's dead, what do you mean? Jesus says, she's not dead, she's only sleeping, I came to wake her up. How can you talk like that? Everyone out, just John and, and Peter... Let's go in. Talita, Kum. And the little girl woke up. Tell your neighbor, this is who you are. You just don't know yourself yet. All that you know about is how you failed grade 12, and then you failed at that, and then they called you this in primary school, and then that one didn't want you, and that boyfriend rejected you, and that that girlfriend didn't want to marry you, and that's your whole life. It's on the foundation of rejections of men while God has embraced you and lavished you and and pulled you to a table of kings. It says, unto him that has loved us and has washed us from our sins and has made us kings and priests unto God our Father. You are kings. (laughs) If I could open to you the curtain from heaven and the way that angels watch over you, you don't know. The way that you are supported by heaven. That the way that when you walk, there are angels with you. It's true. It's true. Just waiting for you to say, hi, in Jesus' name. I remember the one time, my son was having a cough, 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 you know. And when they are here, five, six, seven, and you are still, you know, going for miracles. Rauna. And then, you know, the mother is also in the house, you know. You can't just experiment with your children. Take them to the doctor. You already prayed four times. It didn't work. Take them to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are trying to grow in this uh, divine life thing. You, know, you just hear a cough. Every cough is the devil telling you, yeah, it doesn't work. ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And sometimes you have to get fed up. Yeah. I went there to the, to the room. I'm coming now. I closed the door. Yeah? Put the hand on the boy's chest. In Jesus' name, come out. Stop right there. Stop right there. I was listening to a guy this week. Uh, what's his name? He runs a ministry in Mexico among the villagers. Every day, he's doing almost three services on horseback. He raises the dead. That man, David Hogan. He's got a beard like this. David Hogan. He said that he goes around. The one time, him and his son were working in the workshop, at home in the garage. And then, in his spirit, he started to feel the Holy Spirit telling him, there's an attack coming on your life. And then the son also felt it at the same time. He started speaking to the father and saying, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You are protected. You are speaking to him. Protection scriptures. A, A few hours later, he had a stroke, heart attack, fell on the floor. And then, what did the son and the mother do? Did they cry? No. They were there putting their hands on his chest, saying, in Jesus' name, you will live. You will not die. Come back in Jesus' name. You will come back. He said on the other side, where he woke up, he's going towards a light. He can hear their voices faintly. They are shouting here in the ear. He can hear them faintly. And he can feel them pulling him back. And he said, while he was saying the interview, he said, They were doing what I taught them. You see? This thing must be discipled in you. Why? I remember I was in a situation like that, church. I was in a situation like that, 2009, I'm at home listening to messages about how to raise the dead, right? Mm-hmm. And my father, it was the day I was supposed to go back to South Africa for my last year. And my father falls over at the fridge. And my mom and my, my two sisters were there. In, when, when crisis hits, the natural man stands up and says, "Over. Mm-hmm. Don't even tr- pray, don't even try." Just cry. And you are there halfway trying to, to bring your father back, halfway, emotions coming in. And the woman behind you are freaking out and crying. And then we have to pick him up, put him in the car, drive, get to Catholic hospital. Then they ask you medical aid, please. Medical aid. <laughs> That thing must change. I don't know how. But <laughs> and at that point, you are like this between do I raise, do I not? Do I embarrass, do I not? Do I. Do yeah? And it's so important that in the time of peace, you prepare for war. Yeah. These things that we are teaching you here is not for good feelings. It's not for good feelings. It's because there are real casualties of war when it comes to spiritual warfare. The gift that we have received from God when he said that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come now that you might have life and life to the full. That means somebody must now take a stand and say, then I will stand on behalf of God in my family. No more of this, no more of that. And the question is, are you that person? If you are in this church, then you are that person. You are the one that people can call and say, please, come. Someone fell over. Come quickly. And you know what? We've got this consolation. Even if we lose a battle in that case, we meet them in heaven. But it is not right because of our immaturity spiritually. That we say, well, it was God's will. uh, uh, We start talking all sorts of lies when crisis hits you. And there are some of you here, you are struggling with that. You are in a situation where there was a crisis that hit and you felt like you prayed, you used everything that you knew how and you felt like God didn't come through for you and now you are angry at God. And I'm here to tell you that God is not the wine behind that attack and he will restore your life. Amen? Amen. Last one here. For if by one man's offense, Romans 5, Death reigns through the one. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will will reign in life through one Christ Jesus. What was reigning beforehand? Death. If you do not reign, who will reign? Death will reign. I'm telling you. Whether it's in your marriage, an attack on your marriage, whether it's an attack on your finances, whether it's an attack on your health, death wants to reign. And someone must put it in its place. And only those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, meaning that you are seen by God as being right with God because of what Christ has done, those are the ones who reign and will stand in the gap on behalf of others. Amen? Amen. I bring to you good news this morning. (laughs) That Jesus, stop waiting on Jesus to come. He has come. Take your Bible. And begin to study what you have received. Make a commitment to be in the word of God. Next, this coming here. Make a commitment. I don't know the times when I miss church is is when I'm not in the city. And when I'm in another city, I will go to a church there. Why? Because I'm... I'm (laughs) (laughs) you, You just get it. You are not playing games in this thing anymore. Amen? There are some of you here. It's like you, are, you, are, you have a fear of sickness. There's like uh, c- certain sicknesses that are in your bloodline from your parents. I'm here to tell you, you will not get that sickness in Jesus' name. Because you have a new bloodline from Christ in Jesus' name. You are born again. When that thing wants to come, you have to resist it. And he will flee from you. Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Right where you are, let's just pray in the spirit. Kanana right masonta lantre baramanta, lantrebasampala lendorabasanta. selendo rabasanta, jabalantra yiketendo rabaside, antalaba reka shante hantus, ole prasemanta leprakas, brancine mocha la prasa gochandaram. Hi 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 hi, malabraso paya kantreis, Lebre zenano shakalambra sidosa, lambra izenteleba ora Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that your power is present, Lord. Thank you that you are opening the eyes of our understanding, that we might know what we have received in Christ, what we have in the realm of the Spirit, the grace and the peace and the favor and the righteousness that we have. Lord, the covering from heaven, the supply, the provision that is ours in Christ, Lord God. No weapon formed against us can prosper. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Father, thank you, Lord, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are born of God. We are born of God. We have received something, Lord. Thank you that you are transforming us, metamorphosing us, Lord, from the worm into the butterfly, into the image of Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that this is going to be a different Christmas, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that in our hearts, in our spirits, there's a breakthrough this morning. In the name of Jesus, the truth will set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It will make you prosper. It will make you strong. It will make you stand. The truth will... Of God's word. Thank you. I feel there are people here, if you are here this morning, you are not born again. You come to church, and sometimes not, but you want to make, make it sure today. I want to give you that opportunity to, to make things right. But if you are here this morning, you are not born again, or you are not sure if you are born again. We want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. There's also people who might be here, you, you got born again a long time ago, but you are not at a place where, where you, you know you should be, and you want to recommit your life today to the Lord. If that's you, just raise your hand. We want to pray for you. Is there anyone like that here this morning? Is there anyone like that here this morning? that a hand there? If you're raising your hand as a step of faith, come. Come and receive. Come. Come. The Word of God says today is a day of salvation. Don't harden your heart when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Is there anyone else? I know there are people here. You need to come. Tomorrow is not promised to you. There are people here you are not right with God. You know that. Don't be embarrassed. This is a place of love. God loves you. Is there anyone like that here? Yeah, I just want to put it up one more time. Just come. God is calling you. I see a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow mounted with things it's like you are working so hard. You are, hard. You are hard you are trying 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 hard and the lord is saying he's bringing you today to a place of rest he's saying putting that wheelbarrow down and lifting you up lifting you up it's like you've been disappointed by many people but the lord is today saying i will not disappoint Stretch your hands. Is there anybody here, you are that person like you got disappointed, you're, you're struggling with anger towards God? Is there somebody like that here? Just raise your hand, I want to pray for you. Come, come, you, got, you guys gotta come. <laughs> this is free, I'm not charging anything. <laughs> huh? Who loves to be in their bondage for another two weeks? Stretch your hands to them. Today, you are walking away free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray with me, you guys. Say, Lord Jesus, I humble myself where I blamed you, O oh God. And you are perfect. Open my eyes. And I will see the truth. I resist the enemy in my life. I turn my back on the enemy in my life. From today, I give myself to you. I I, I believe in you. I put all my trust in you. Heal my heart. Heal my disappointments. I receive the grace to be free from today. you are walking away from here, you are leaving that thing here. Yeah, You are leaving that thing here. It's going to ruin your relationships. Don't do that. God is gracious. He's good towards you. Amen. He was not behind what happened to you. He was not behind what happened to you. In the name of Jesus, we curse the source of every kind of destruction that's been working in your lives. We cancel it today. No weapon formed against you will prosper. We declare that from today, we turn a new page and we set you free in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.